Fumbling Man. Hello, welcome to episode 14 of the Fumbling Man podcast. In tribute to Blair Walsh's dismissal from the Vikings, kickers set a record day for missed points on Sunday with 12 missed kicks. As Calvin Johnson, Megatron, comes third in Dancing with the Stars, his partner looks over to the Lions and thinks maybe she could have win without him. And as it comes under scrutiny that this year, Ben Roethlisberger became tired for quarterback with most wins at the Cleveland Stadium. I just want to last end on that because that, that's not a joke. The Cleveland Browns are the joke. But since since the Browns existed in uh, 1999 when, when the new Browns came into play, they've had, well, for a start, they've had 26 different starting quarterbacks. But Derek Anderson was their most successful quarterback. He managed to tally up a, a nice total of 10 home wins uh, during his tenure as quarterback for the Browns. Ben Roethlisberger came into the league in 2004, and he's also got 10 wins at Cleveland Stadium. It's even worse when you consider that um, he hasn't even won all those games. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I am your host, Joe Vlander. How is everyone doing? I'm joined here by Rick, my co-host. How are you doing, Rick? Good evening, people. Yeah, not too bad. Good, good. And I'm also joined here today by our co-host, John. How are you doing, Joe? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all right. Uh, I've got the rest of the week off work. So that's fantastic. We've got uh, tomorrow, obviously, we're recording this on Wednesday night. So tomorrow's Thursday, the American Thanksgiving. Obviously, we've got an um, uh, afternoon full of uh, Thanksgiving special games. We are, we are actually yeah. set in the flat. We're actually celebrating Thanksgiving. Yeah. In every way apart from celebrating Thanksgiving. We're going to eat loads of food and yeah. watch, drink beer and watch football. Yeah, we've got a special order on from the supermarket. We've got a, a, a bird coming in. We're going to make some gravy. Three. We're going to get some cornbread. Uh, we're going to make, we'll make some cornbread. Drink a lot. Did, did you get yams? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, that's, yeah. that's all I want. Yeah. Because I've never tried it. Yeah, we've got, we've got a yam or two. Uh, and yeah, looking forward to the uh, Vikings, Lions, Cowboys and Redskins. going to be another classic matchup. And I think the late game Steelers and Colts is going to be on too late to bother with because like, watching two five and five teams play football is just not really my idea of like, yeah. what I want to be getting on with. Depends how many cans of American lager we have left. That's true. I'll be point. asleep as well. Yeah. Yeah. Still, it's a good day though. Yeah, good day. Better than um, staring into space in the office. Yeah, tomorrow I'll be staring into space in the office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what were we thinking of you? <laughs> oh yeah, for all our American listeners, all, all three of you, we don't really do Thanksgiving over here. We haven't got much to give thanks for. Um, but but luckily we do have Amazon, which means we do have Black Friday, which. Um, when I first heard of it just a couple of years ago, I thought it was a, a racial thing, but apparently no. Apparently that's uh, there's like I don't a, know, you see the, an accounting I don't know, element. Obviously, this, this this is going to get cut from the podcast. <laughs> okay, but. And that's yeah, definitely that's getting good. cut. Oh no, that's bullshit! <laughs> you can't cut that. I leave my stuff in. No, 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 no. De- definitely cutting that. At least bleep it. No, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'll see how it goes. Oh, God, if we'd have done that last week, we wouldn't have had a podcast. So anyone who's listened to the podcast for a couple of episodes will probably know I'm a Raiders fan, and uh, um, it's quite difficult not to talk about them at the moment. I, I don't want to like prioritize them on this podcast or anything, but you know, well, they're, they're currently the number one seed, top of the AFC. Yeah, yeah. I think they're number two seed in the NFL, number one in the AFC. So as a result of Monday night's game, which was at. Um, was it Stadio Azteca? I think that's it. Called yeah, it in Mexico yeah. City. In last week on our podcast, we did dedicate the whole podcast to um, to Mexico and our Mexican fans, and uh, a little bit to Donald Trump. 
And um, <laughs> and let's just say the game was a bit of a shit show. Like let's let's come out and say it. Like as as a Raiders fan, every win is is fucking incredible because just two years ago at the, on Monday two years ago the Raiders were zero ten. Right? Jeez. At the end of Monday, they're eight and two. What a turnaround! And, and it's Del Rio, it's Carr, it's all of the names that anyone who's not a Raiders fan is probably sick of damn hearing because people raving about them all the time. But that's a massive turnaround. So every single game that, as a Raiders fan, if you've been a Raiders fan for longer than like I don't know three months, this is fucking great. This is this is mind blowing. And the last thing Raiders fans want, well, okay, last thing sensible Raiders fans want. It is to have a win completely overshadowed by controversy, and this this game was fucking full of it. So so let's start with the laser pen. To be honest, right, because that that's something that pisses me off, and that's something you couldn't get away with in London. Now, as a UK podcast, we rep all of the international series. Uh, we have several games in London. We have done for years now. In London, you can't get into a. a into Wembley and probably not into Twickenham with a laser pen. No, I mean... I mean, you'd have to hide it somewhere. Well, not even that. I mean, even if you hid it somewhere extraordinarily uncomfortable, like the back of a Volkswagen, uh, they've got people with metal detectors <laughs> on the door. So, you know, they're wandering you down, making yeah. sure you haven't got any large metal objects on you, obviously, for safety reasons. So, yeah, that would get picked up. Of course it would. We don't, we don't even really have that many guns in this country. So it's not like someone's just going to go in and just start firing the iron off. It... And, you know, I guess there's a bit of a stabbing epidemic sometimes in London, but ultimately it's don't bring glass in, don't bring metal objects in, come in, have a good time. But don't bring a fucking laser pen in. What kind of cunt are you if you've got a little green laser pen? I mean, okay, you're shining it in Brock Osweiler's face, that's kind of funny. <laughs> well, not, not, well, it is, but also, I mean, like, he's got a hard enough time being a quarterback as it is. He's got a hard enough time <laughs> being Brock Osweiler. Yeah. you know, rather, it, rather than people helping him be shit. Like you know, this way it gives him the, the excuse. He get, he gets that as a bit of a thing. To say, well, you know, I was going to throw it all perfectly, but there was a green laser in my eyes, I mean, which he hasn't done. To be fair, I think he his comments on it were uh, he said that it was distracting, but ultimately, you know, he still threw the game he wanted to throw, which is you know admirable of him. But yeah, I can't imagine it didn't affect his play. Well, interestingly, statistically, it was his best game this year. I think. Jesus. So right, fair enough. Yeah. If he, if he really wanted to throw up a strop about it, someone would have probably brought that up. Like, hey, Brock, you've kind of sucked this year. So. Well, hey, I mean, know, but you know, take... maybe in Texas, for all their home games from now on, they'll just shine a green laser at him, make him play better. Maybe they can like shine the laser where he needs to throw the ball as well. Like a cat with a laser pen, you know? Yeah. He's sort of, yeah, and he's sort of yeah. You know. Sort of stand. One goes like stand here. And the other one's like, throw, the, throw it there. Yeah. Hey, great. Laser yeah. football. Needs it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah well, so, so the, I mean, that wasn't the first controversy, but that's the one I wanted to get out of the way because I want to say that no matter what kind of fan you are, if you've got a laser pen, you shine it at the, at the players, you're some kind of cunt. Just get out of the fucking stadium. Just go home. Yeah. I, I ain't got time for that. But on, on to sort of more touching a nerve territory so that the the actual first controversy was a a run from DeAndre Hopkins which looked like it would have ended up in a touchdown run but which marked out of bounds even though he was so, uh, um, well he, he was no no so no, no 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 he wasn't you've tried to say like part of his heel was it he wasn't he was clearly in bounds no nah, because 
They, 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 they slow down the video and you can see him kicking up the chalk. This is... I've, not, I've not seen this video and I watched the game. No, they, they inverted it. But even if he wasn't, and I'm going to play the devil's advocate, even if he wasn't, the reason why they had to, to spot him there is because they already sounded off on all the whistles and stuff. Now, I would say that that out-of-bounds call is dodgy because even though I do reckon it was in out-of-bounds, it's not the sort of thing that would normally get flagged. Normally, you have to be a little bit more overbounds than that. You can't be touching one blade of grass and get whistleblown. So, that's a bit of a fucking This joke. is the thing they should be doing. that They should let that play go and then they review it. But how can they? How can they? Well, you no, no, because you don't, you, don't, you don't whistle it dead. You let that play go and then we're going to review it. Yeah, because you review a score and play, he was going to score. Yeah. So then you can call it back afterwards. And then, um, well, while giving the defence, oh, even if it didn't go for a touchdown, Jack Rio could have challenged it and said that catch was out of bounds. Yeah, so they and, shouldn't be playing that yeah. dead. And that way, the whistle doesn't interfere with, with the play. So if a defender was going to catch up to him, just sort of hypothetically, uh, and push him out of bounds, tackle him, whatever, then you know the whistle isn't saying to that defender, "Oh, I'll, the play's dead. I'll stop," and then you know, and then let him go. But I. <clears throat> Yeah, once again, I mean, we talked about it. Was it last week we were talking about this? With, um, no, it was the block kick in the... Saints game. Yes, the one, yeah. And... Oh, was it the Broncos one? Yeah, no, yeah. That, yeah, he went out of bounds. Yeah. No, he was clearly in there. That's fantastic. But the point being is that, how is it, it? Yeah, again, there isn't a fucking camera looking down the sidelines, like, sort of bang on, which you can say def- definitively yes or no, players in the out of bounds. Yeah, you know. They, well, I guess that was the difference with this game. There was a camera looking at this one, but the Broncos one, they didn't even seem to try and find a camera. For yeah, it. I mean, but, but it's two instances where you know proper camera setups could save it in the same way that you can get Hawkeye could tell you where a fucking tennis ball is mm. traveling at 100 yeah. miles an hour to within like you know a, a centimeter. A- absolutely, actually, that's a, a point that Greg Rosenthal, writer for the NFL.com, did made was that you know tennis is lasers all around that all around that court. They they know the speed of balls going, they know that where it is, where it lands, even the the misshapen squish of it when it hits the ground. Yeah. How can they do that but we can't tell whether a player's in or out of bounds? You can laser across the floor, it's easy. Yeah, enough. exactly. So that that was that. The 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 far more questionable and egregious was two spottings on a on a third and fourth down um try, both of which people swear blind were um First downs. Now, the first one, the reason that I gave for that was that his knee was down before the first down, but his actual body landed well into the first down range. So I think that's a bit dodgy. The second one, I ain't got a fucking clue. The whole body was over. I don't understand how that wasn't spotted. Yeah, no, those spots were... Those, they, they moved that ball Those back. spots were atrocious. Uh, I think that they... they, they were challenged. <clears throat> I know the fourth down was challenged. Yeah, I, I mean... And they didn't overturn it. They, no, looked yeah. at, they looked at it in the camera and said it was... The, the the ref spotted it fine. Yeah, the ref did the sort of shit out in that game. Well, yeah, and, and and it's just sort of the latest in the long line of sort of really egregious sort of officiating errors. Yes, and a lot of people moaning saying, "Oh, this is in a this is Mexico," but it's not like they're Mexican officiating crew. They, these guys have been imported from the US. They've cut. They've flown in for the game like like they do over here in the UK. Yeah. So, um, I think the issue here is is. is it's now more of an issue than ever before. It's just poor officiating. And I, I think it, I, I, we've seen it a lot this season. I think we've seen a lot of poor officiating, poor decisions. Um, and, you know, I think at the end of the day, if it, when you're watching a game and then uh, referees make decisions that uh, might sort of 
quite plain to see are incorrect. Like those, I mean, I, 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 I'd say the sort of out of bounds call. You could argue it either way because it's <clears throat> so close. But I mean, that those those calls where the guy was he made the first down and they didn't call it, and, he, and they, they did it twice. You know, on two separate plays. It wasn't. It wasn't like they reviewed it. it, it they, 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 they fucking ran the play again. It was third down, fourth down. You know, it was just. You know, you, you got to look at it and think. Well, if if you're watching that and then you think, well, the games don't mean anything because at the end of the day, the refs can make a bullshit call which could turn a ch- the sort of direction of the game round. Then well, why, why bother getting invested in it? You know, as, as a punter. Yeah. I mean, I am going to say that um, the Raiders did deserve the win. That's, that's controversial. I mean, the last two scoring drives they did, they weren't even touched by their defenders. Like the last two touchdowns, you got your fullback and you got your Amari Cooper touchdown, and they weren't even. Yeah, fine. I mean, yeah, I mean, touched. Uh, and there, there, there were some dodgy, there were some dodgy coaching decisions as well. Um, with three minutes left on the clock, and uh, I think it was like a a four and a couple of yards, they decided to punt back to the Raiders, which just given Derek Carr and, and the kind of fourth quarter comebacks he's pulling off this season just seems like such a bad idea with three minutes left yeah but then, but then again with the, with the refs um, calling fucking fourth down runs and you know getting the first down maybe and, that, and, and your scoring drive on that last touchdown that was that fourth down play where they did get the first and it weren't called so that would have they would have gone at least another three plays yeah. to give you less time to get out of the field yeah. But, but I mean, these are. Either way, it was a, it was a shit yeah. Show. I think so. I think so. You know, especially on these showcase games where it's you know it's overseas, so you're going to get more of an audience. You're going to get more of an overseas audience. You know, you're going to build uh, interest. Your the aim is to build interest in the Mexican markets or you know, in in, in London or wherever is that time zone. And you're thinking. I mean, yeah, the the Mexican market's huge. It's the biggest outside of the US. So so those have got to be examples of perfect, perfectly run games. Really, not 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 an example of like you know, uh, oh the rest are all over the fucking shop. That's what the NFL is. Yeah, Goodell was really evasive when we said, "Oh, we're we going back to Mexico next year." It's like, oh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of games in Mexico in years to come, which wasn't a yes. Yeah, well, let, let, let's move on from that game, but um, that, that that was disappointing. But that is the last international game of the regular season. Um, talking of retarded things, you know, it's it's. A few years uh, since butt fumble, yeah. as the NFL was kind enough to remind me. It was today. it was two thousand. It was a Thanksgiving game in two thousand and twelve. So excellent. Yeah. To to honour that, to to memorise butt fumble, which is clearly one of the most iconic, terrible plays of all time. I, I'm going to put it out to you guys. What are your favourite, absolutely appalling in-game decisions? Um. I'll go. I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, since this is one of my sort of personal, it's a personal favourite because it's also one of my earliest football memories, if you will. Uh, so this is Super Bowl two thousand and fourteen. So Super Bowl forty eight, I think it was. Okay. Is that is that right? No. Shit. Last year was fifty. Yeah. Year before was. 49. So this would be 2014. No, fucking 13. 2013. Go maths. So yeah, so this is the um, <laughs> this is the 2013 Super Bowl. So I think it's the first one I sat down and watched all the way through. Um, so it's the Broncos versus the Seahawks, as it was back then. Um, first snap of the game. 
It's snapped over the head of Peyton Manning. A flag is down, and the ball's out of the back of the end zone. It's a safety to start this game as Manning wasn't ready. Illegal motion. Offense number 18 moving forward to the snap. Penalties decline. Safety. You know, you can talk. Peyton Manning. Gets it completely wrong. He looks like he's going towards the uh, offense to um, have it, having rewatched it, sort of uh, change the play. Um, he's, he doesn't like the look of what he sees, so he's going up. He's going to redirect things. They snap the ball at him. He's not expecting it. Ball flies over his shoulder. He gets a funny look on his face. Flies into the end zone. Broncos recover it. Safety incurred. Two points down within the first ten seconds of the game. He was fantastic. Exactly. It was it just. So yeah, that was my favourite uh, retarded play. Okay. It was good. Yeah, thank you. Yep. I don't know if it beats my one. Okay. But, I mean, everyone knows your play. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it was it's like, been it's shown a lot. It's Super Bowl. The first, yeah. first snap of the Super Bowl. So, what I'm going to do, because not everyone's going to remember this play. Okay. So, I'm going to just go back and I'm going to sort of talk through it as I'm watching it again. Fine, okay, fine. So this is the Minnesota Vikings at the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. 2009 NFC Conference game. 28-28. 19 seconds left. Ooh. On the, uh, the Vikings got the ball on the Saints 38... It's called the 38-yard line. So 19 seconds left. It's a 56-yard field goal at this point. Yeah. The Hall of Fame of Brett Favre, okay, steps up. Third and 15. Okay. At the moment, it's a 56-yard field, and they've got one timeout left. Fine, yeah. Let's slap the ball, right? Favre sprints to his right, throws back across the middle, and he's intercepted. Porter. The return. Rolling to his right, Troy, and throwing across his body into the middle of the field. It's the first thing they teach you not to do, but... You're going to see Brett Favre as he rolls out. If he just runs with it, he's got open field. He's going to pick up 10, maybe 15 yards. Then they're obviously in field goal range. Instead, he tries to make a play. This is the cardinal sin for any quarterback throwing back across the grain as you're rolling to your right. You cannot see defenders that are then coming underneath in pursuit. And Porter there to make the interception. And Favre knows he made a huge mistake. Huge mistake. So they could have won. And the thing that makes it so special, for, the, for me anyway, is that's maybe the first year or second year that I was watching the NFL. Yeah. And I want to try and ring Hick and, and ask him about this. It's probably my favourite football memory, mainly because he loved Brett Favre so much. Yeah. And he was 40. And I, I couldn't stand him. <laughs> right. And they were going to the Super Bowl and he was so happy. He was standing up. He's like smiling. He's like, this is it. It's like half two in the morning. Yeah. He's like excited but trying to be quiet because he's in our <laughs> living room and there's people asleep upstairs. And then he, Brett Favre throws it and he's just the deflation in his face. <laughs> and, and me going, ooh! <laughs> it's very... Didn't you film No, that? I didn't. This was like 2009. Vi- Vikings choking in the playoffs are just... They're just some of the finest memories you can have. Yeah, but yeah, to me, just watching the Vikings fail miserably in the final stages of games is just hilarious. So yeah. this is going to be my that's my that's my choice. Fine, excellent, okay. I mean, you guys have chosen choices that really kind of part of your formative years of getting into NFL. I'm going to come a little bit more recent actually. I'm going to go to last year because this is such a perplexing move, and, and you know it brings me to tears. 
the game is um, the Patriots and the Colts, <laughs> and the, the, the Patriots are winning uh, 27-21. So not convincingly, you know, a touchdown by the Colts will um, bring them into the league. Um, it's not the fourth quarter either, it's third quarter. Granted, there's only a minute or so to go, but you've got a whole quarter and we know how much that can change a game. It's fourth and three. Um, oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Now we've got, on a fourth down and three, you got Griff Whalen ready to take the snap. He'll snap it, actually. Colt Anderson is behind him. And what in the world? Flag is down. You tell me. I thought maybe they were going to try and get him to jump off sides. And the Colts decide to do what what a lot of teams sometimes try and do. A tricky move is the fake punt. Um, but just a normal fake punt, that's, just, that's not good enough for the Colts. And so the Colts line up to take the punt. And then out of nowhere, everyone but the snapper and the punter rush to the right of the field. All of them in a Patriots defence are just looking confused. Like, what the hell are they doing? And I'm I'm talking, you know, you got seven people down there and and they don't know what to do. So so the Patriots spread out in panic and they snap the ball. And the snapper pushes the ball into his knob, like let's keep it real. <laughs> He drops it, he gets tackled for a loss. <laughs> Illegal formation. The whole right side of the line was not on the line of scrimmage. Offense. This penalty is declined. The result of the play is first down for New England. There is absolutely no way possible that they should have snapped that ball and tried to sneak it. There were three, four, five guys around two players. That was insane. And all of the other Colts players, including the Lion, they're the other in the fucking field. They're just like on the right-hand <laughs> side. They're just, just staring, there, staring at the Patriots players. I mean, go on YouTube, find it. 2015, well, we'll, Colts, we'll put it. We'll put, the, we'll put link the YouTube on our Twitter. So we'll put it on there. So this, you guys so got so to see we'll, this. We'll it's one of the on, most on the amazing Twitter, It is fantastic. It's just the most retarded thing. Because it's not even like... They knew what they were supposed to be doing, and it, you know they 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 called this play. Only half of them knew what was supposed to happen; the other half didn't. It's almost like they made it up in a huddle or something. You know what I mean? Like you guys all go over there, trust yeah, me, it'll yeah, work. yeah. And I'm just watching it. <laughs> I'm just watching it. He just he gets the ball and immediately in a headlock. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I remember. Just... I think it was Chuck Garner was talking. Was he? It was Chuck Garner at that point, or whoever the coach was, saying, "Yeah, we knew what we were doing." But we're not supposed to snap the ball, <laughs> right? Okay. So we were, I think they were trying to catch him offside, like a trick play. Yeah. And they're like, "Don't whatever you do, do not snap the ball." Yeah. Take take the take the delay of game. Yeah. Five yards, just try yeah. and catch him offside, and then obviously they snap the ball. Fuck. And it, oh, it's hilarious. I don't know if it's <laughs> as funny as butt fumble, but it's like, it's got to be up there. Well, butt fumble is the classic. I mean, it's the inspiration oh, for this podcast more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he is he. Yeah, you know, Mark Sanchez is the original fumbling man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh dear. I was just watching it. It's just a thing of beauty. And I mean, I can't stand the Patriots, but bloody hell. Like, I mean, yeah. 
I just I did I get the impression that sometimes teams face the Patriots and they just like they just psych themselves they, out. Yeah, they spaz out a bit. Yeah. And it, it's it's not necessary, man. It's not. I mean, because butt fumbles against Patriots as well. They're just a team, and they're a beatable team. Um, in looking up the um, home record of Browns quarterback since 1999, I've seen that the Browns have beaten the Patriots a few times in their glory uh, glory period. I am talking about the Patriots glory period, not well, the, the Browns. Well, look, look at this season as a perfect example where um, the 49ers shut them out. You know, so yeah, well, I mean, obviously it was, that wasn't the Patriots are a great team. Yeah, that wasn't Tom Brady's Patriots, but it's still the Patriots. I mean, that was still a shout-out game. You know, they were, they they didn't never look that bad in off season. So it's just like you know, it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, what am I talking about? No, 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 no. What am I talking about? The 49ers didn't shut out the Patriots this year. Who was it who shut them out early on this season? It was the Bills. Bills. Yeah, Fuck, sorry. Yeah, no, I've got it wrong. It was the Bills. So yeah, so the Bills shut them out early, but yeah, they're beatable. But anyway, but yeah, sorry, yes. I did worry. I didn't actually watch the 49ers game, but I did switch over to listen to the, the Scott uh, Hansen, um, Scott Hansen commentary because I thought it was... Yeah, like, so, you know, so, so this was um, on the red zone um, when the red zone cut to the 49ers-Patriots game from week 11. Uh, and yeah, so there was Scott Hansen putting a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of commentary, a bit of... Uh, a bit of, of the boot in. Yes. Watching the Niners drive as they were trying to get to midfield on first and ten. It's a pass play, but Kaepernick doesn't like what he sees, so he pump fakes, scoops downfield. Boy, he's got some speed, not weighed down at all by that I voted sticker. So let's pick up. <laughs> so that, that's, a, that's a bit of banter, isn't it? That's, that's a good... <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's a funny joke. I mean, if you're going to go around saying, oh, I don't vote, I didn't vote, you... you Kind of opening yourself up to a bit of light-hearted ribbing. Yeah, I, you know, I, you know, um, I think it's it's just it's, it, yeah, it's sort of putting the boot in a bit, but I think it, it's funny. I think you know, I don't think it's even overly political. Some people are saying, "Oh, it shouldn't be chatting political," but yeah, it, it's just you know, they vote once every four years for president. It's not like it's this massive burden. Oh, well, what you know, whatever. Um, However, our muse, ah, Miko Grimes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on. Miko Watch. We have Miko Watch. Uh, our, our muse, Miko. Um, um, we should, we actually, we should had an opinion on it. We should probably explain before we go any further about Miko Watch uh, because obviously we haven't done it in a couple of weeks. So, uh, oh, true. Anyone All listening? Our new listeners might not know. Yeah. So basically, Miko Grimes is the wife of Brent Grimes, who is a cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, formerly of the Dolphins. Um, she is extraordinarily vocal on Twitter about things. Um, about everything. Well, about everything, but <laughs> things sports related. Uh, I understand she cops a lot of grief being the sort of social media outlet of the Grimes family um, in regards to his. Uh, performance on the on the field uh she tweets a lot about um america's social issues um generally not in a um typically measured way but uh it's it's <laughs> um passionate i would i would say would be the best way to describe it uh passionate vocal um sometimes extraordinarily hilarious so yeah uh, she's quite she's quite gobby yeah uh if you're into nfl and you want to um 
a sort of a random person you never thought of to follow, follow her because it's, she'll bring up things that you might not ever have like heard of, and it'll be you know it'll expand your mind. Sometimes possibly into areas you didn't want to go. She's a very she's a big part of why I actually got a Twitter account. Yeah, I'm not lying. <laughs> so Twitter should be paying her. Fair enough. Well, there you go. Um, but yeah, so 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 Miko went off on one of her Miko rants this time. Um, it's actually the second second Miko rant in a couple of days. So I think she's kind of, you know, you don't want to say maybe that time of the year. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, that's a whole different kettle of fish. When we right, so we did racism last week. We're doing sexism this week. <laughs> no, what, what you... I, I, she had a go at Sean Steele, who's a, a, an NFL presenter, for apparently being white. Sean Steele's not white; she's black. But apparently, because she's she's critical of Colin Kaepernick, um, she's like an honorary white. Okay. That was going to be our Miko watch this week, but then she went off on Scott Hansen. Now, this is interesting. This is a conflict for us as as a as Fumbling Man podcast because, you know, we worship Miko, we love Miko, Miko is great. But you know what? Scott Hansen's a demigod. I mean, yeah, we, I mean, yeah. he does a valuable service. I, I would say that if Miko is our mother, then Scott Hansen is our father. Yeah, and what a relationship that would be. That'd be oh, um, now. Like, I don't watch reality TV, but I'd, I'd fucking watch that. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. But anyway, yes. <laughs> oh my god, wife swap, yeah. <laughs> um, god, and and like we've already established, I found that funny. I've I've fa- I found the, the the run of tweets. Okay. Well, if you've not if you've not heard Mika watch before, what happens is Rick normally poetically in his, his um, classical British sophisticated accent reads out Mika's uh, tweets. We read them out uh, verbatim. You know, we uh, yeah, we don't hold back. We don't like to censor ourselves. Now, the language is as it was written by the individual. This is you know their words. We're just um, you know spreading them in the only way we know how. Yeah, in a classy British way. So, uh, so uh, yeah, Rick, Rick, do you have do you have her her yeah her rant on Scott yes. Hansen? Let, let, let's review this in my classical because... British way. Since this fuck yeah. nigger Scott Hansen has something to say about a black man exercising his rights, let's play in the mud with this pig ass bitch. <laughs> he's probably going to call the Twitter police like that bitch sort still did so I'm going to make this short and sweet Scott Hansen if you have a problem with black people exercising their rights maybe you should you should be on TV that shouldn't be on TV it's, it's wrong there but okay maybe you need to be fired I'm so sick of you sports reporters acting like pussies because black people are telling the truth you don't like the truth at Scott Hansen I should have known you were a racist <laughs> and would talk shit about black man exercising his rights since you used to work with Salt Steel. You're talking Veterans Day shit, but you turn around and do the same hip- hypocritical shit Salt Steel did and dishonour the veterans. You think it's the 60s Scott Handon she's getting the hand, he's Scott Hansen's hand you, all now. You can tell that the tweeting's getting quite frenzied. She's getting yeah. spelling mistakes and all yeah. sorts. You know. Well, the spelling isn't great usually anyway. No. But. She's now tweeting someone called Scott Handon. Okay. Poor bastard. <laughs> uh, you think it's the 60s, Scott Handon? I posted it on Instagram, but I'll repeat it again. We aren't our grandparents. We'll fuck you all up. <laughs> uh, where's your wife at, Scott Handon? You need some good pussy in your life. <laughs> where's your wife at, Scott Handon? You need some good pussy in your life, beloved. 
put that action hero shaped chin in some warm pussy, then maybe you won't concern yourself with black issues. <laughs> oh, uh, it goes on and on and on. Okay, it was a longer run. I, yeah. I think we can leave we can leave Miko Miko there. Yeah, I, I think that gets the, it gets most of it across. Yeah. So so let, let's let's talk about the bread of it. Go on, let, let's let's actually discuss it. So for for anyone who just hasn't followed that exchange, don't worry. It takes a while to acclimatize yourself to the conversation. Scott Anson's made a joke about Colin Kaepernick yes. not voting. Sorry to interrupt. Colin Kaepernick's risen to fame. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, Joe. Um, we got, we've got an update. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, just one as I was scrolling through that I missed earlier. Um, someone tweeted, how do you go to the bathroom at Scott Hansen? And um, <laughs> uh, Miko's responded to that. Uh, yes. He sits down when he pees because his dick is only three inches long. You mad at Carpenick 7. He spelled Kaepernick wrong. <laughs> at Carpenick 7, dick's bigger than yours. <laughs> what? Jesus yeah. Christ. So you can carry on. I, okay. Yeah, I'm going to leave that, that. I hadn't seen that one. Fantastic. But it, but anyway, um, yeah, so Colin Kaepernick didn't vote. He, he made a big deal about not voting, but he actually rose to popular culture this year on the back of an NFL protest. So he, he wouldn't sing the national anthem. He took a knee instead, and it was to protest the treatment of blacks in America. And some people consider this to be a little bit hypocritical because, you know, you're making a political stance, but you're not getting yourself involved in the political system. Miko, on the other hand, thinks that, well, if you're criticising Colin Kaepernick, you're kind of criticising all black people. You're kind of criticising the, the very specific thing that he's protesting. He's not necessarily protesting all politics and when he did come out and explain why he hadn't voted he said that he didn't trust or believe in either candidate that that's his call and in her um delicate way um it is suggesting that people focus on colin kaepernick because they have no love for the black issues or they don't um respect the, the i guess the rights and abilities of, of colin kaepernick to to protest national anthem or, or or whatever, I mean, you you kind of get the gist. Um, but you guys, I mean, where, where do you stand on this issue? Whose side are we on? How do we, you know, I, 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 how do we close this? I, I, I'll, I'll weigh in here. Um, yeah, I, I love Miko, but I think she's just blown that that this whole thing entirely out of proportion. I think Scott has just made a joke, passing joke in relation to a highly publicised. Um, political stance of an individual, and you know, I I, I think give, given uh, sort of my perception of America in terms of how they perceive that to be involved in politics is, you know, the political system there is sort of quite highly regarded, or at least I get the impression. That, I mean, all the media is, you know, think how many fucking American movies there are about saving the American president. Yeah, when I mean, you consider that to a number of movies are about saving the Prime Minister. No one gives a fuck about the Prime Minister. Frankly, like there are more British people who obviously the fucker lynched. You know. Yeah. So, you know, I I can see from that point of view that the joke makes more sense in that context. And it's just a joke and it's funny. Uh beyond that, it's fine. I mean, you know, you, I don't think any he's not victimising Kaepernick. He's but it's but certainly not a, a racist based off off the back of that comment. You know, you got this is the guy who fronts a highly popular program that goes on for seven hours about a sport predominantly played by black individuals. You know, do you know what I mean? Don't, don't get me. You know, how, if he's a racist, what's he enjoying a sport played play by black people? 
That doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, he's not a racist. Also, and, and this is a serious point, because I, I find Miko's tweets highly amusing. But I will, I will say this, is that Miko is tweeting from a position of large, a large amount of power there. She's largely untouchable in terms of an individual. You know, she is uh, wealthy, married to an NFL star who pulls you know, millions of dollars to play for the Buccaneers. Famously boasts about yeah, it. Yeah, famously boasts about it. Well, she's fine. I mean, be proud of, you know, your wealth and, you know, that's, that's, that's perfectly okay. But, you know, I just think it's a bit of a double standard that she's sort of, argue, uh, she's bitching about, you know, someone being picked on by the establishment when you could argue that she is very much the establishment picking on another individual for, for what they believe in. And when you consider that the comments she makes, whilst hilarious, inarguably, are also could be construed as extraordinarily hurtful uh, and insulting. Uh, you know, there are people who have had you know their personal lives ruined for making tweets less offensive than tweets Miko sends on a regular basis. I, I it's a, a, a very popular example, but I refer to uh, the woman who went on a plane to Africa and she posted a, on Twitter a really shitty AIDS joke. And it was dumb and stupid and maybe a little bit racist, but it was just a stupid fucking joke. I can't remember her name. Uh, but, I mean, you, uh, John Ronson wrote a book about it and, uh, and other situations like it, where the sort of online backlash against this individual was such that it ruined her life. She lost her job. She couldn't, you know, yeah. couldn't get rehired at other jobs because every time anyone Googled her name, which is what anyone does when they're interviewing someone for a job, uh, all this... I mean, isn't that part of the story, Jersey Girl? Do you remember that film, Kevin Smith? Yeah, something like that. Because he, cause he slams yes. Will Smith in it, and he's a PR guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then he can't get a job ever but again. But yeah, but, yeah. And, and that's sort of heightened in this sort of the internet age where it's extraordinarily easy for people to do that over a sort of social media. But the point being is that Miko is vaguely, largely untouchable. She's not going to lose her job because she hasn't got a job, because her job is, you know, being. A job's being gobby. Yeah, well, it's not a job. It's, that's just a pastime. She doesn't have to do that. Um, no, nah, but that's 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 probably a lot of her wealth is like private wealth. Probably comes down to that because she goes on shows and all that. People always want to. Talk yeah, but also because yeah, she's but a But then again, yeah. there's you know there's uh, hundreds of NFL wives whose job is just to be an NFL wife because well, it's not a job. It's the, the chosen role in life because that's the choice they've made, and you know. But the point is, is that Scott. Are no, you social justice? Well, yeah, but yeah, but the point is that Scott Hansen has a job, and so you know, it, yeah. if it comes down down to the fact that because of, uh, you know, I'm not saying it's gone this way. Thankfully, it hasn't. But if it comes down to, you know, there being a media backlash against Scott Hansen because of a throwaway joke he made about Colin Kaepernick, and then and then due to the controversy, he loses his job. That's just not fucking fair, and it could have happened. You know, you know, nastier things have happened on the internet over less. So, I would say that, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And Miko needs to appreciate that while she tweets from, uh, about, you know, a lot of social injustice that is real and exists, you know, you can't perpetrate that. Don't be a hypocrite, you know? Go on, Rick, how do you feel about Uh, it? I I, I do sort of agree. Um, I I, I don't think it was racist at all. I think it was just commenting on something that happened in the pop culture and uh, Kaepernick didn't vote. He's not weighed down by his voting card, whatever the joke was. I don't think it was about race. I just thought it was, it was ch- chatting about a, poli- a political, a, yeah, a political subject that he'd been in the news with the Trump thing and stuff. Um, Kaepernick's obviously put himself on the forefront of the news by his kneeling for the anthem and stuff. 
Yeah. So he's as much a celebrity now for that than he is being an average quarterback in the NFL. And and, and I I would I would I but I believe that if if Kaepernick was a white man, yeah, Scott Hansen could have made the same joke. And it would be, I think funny. I think if Tom Brady had come out on his Twitter and said I'm not voting because I don't like either of these people, yeah, um, he would have made the same joke about Tom Brady. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't think it's I mean that can't be proved. No, but that it, I that's what I feel. I, I feel that if if Cabinet was white and said the same thing on his Twitter and had all this media attention on him, he would say the same thing. That's what I honestly believe. Um, and just to quote Miko Grimes the last time on the subject. Okay. Um, she's tweeting back someone. Um, oh, okay. I understand what you mean. That bit's irrelevant. I don't apologise for shit. <laughs> <laughs> well. There you go, and that is why. That's why we love Miko. That's why Grimes. we love Miko. That is why we love Miko. All right. So, so um, this week we are we've got more games on, on the Thursday than normally because of Thanksgiving Thursday and all that. Turkey games. Day, fuck yeah! So, so that that's going to be great fun. Um, if you've been listening for the last few weeks, we have been mixing it up. You know, different ways in which we can um, we can vocalize, express. I, I swear. I swear to fucking Christ, if you do accents again, I will fucking I, I'll I'll pull a fucking Miko and go off on your ass. <laughs> I, I was tempted to, but no. the The thing is, last week, if you listened to it, and please do it, was it was very funny. Um, we did get comments that it might be kind of racist, so it, we kind of went for the the Latin American sports casting, and it very quickly descended into. Uh, unflattering stereotypes of, of Latin American individuals. So, in penance for that, this week we're going to predict them all as an apology. Nice. I, I, no, I, I, I kind of like I kind of like this one. That's good. No, this is fine. Yeah, it, it, it's an it's an apology this time each time. So, so the first game it is Minnesota and Detroit. So I, I will start, and, and you guys go follow. Dear Minnesota. I'm sorry that you started getting your hopes up last week, thinking that you were going to start bringing wins home again. But the Lions are just, uh, they're just winning these games that they probably shouldn't. And um, I'm sorry, Minnesota, you're not going to win. Okay, right. right Lions, win. Lions win. Right, Rick, do you want to go? Um, okay. I also would like to apologise to Minnesota, because I am choosing Detroit. And I'd like to apologise to their fan base that they gave up that first round pick for Sam Bradford and they've all now realised that's probably not a good idea. Detroit win. Yeah. I um, I'll say this. The Lion does not apologise to the Gazelle. Lions win. Oh, okay. So so the, um, the next Thanksgiving game is uh, Washington at Dallas. I want to say... I'm sorry you guys thought you weren't going to lose another game this season, Dallas. I'm sorry, Dak, that your hopes are so high. You, you, you're really riding it, and I'm, I'm sorry, Zeke. But all good things come to an end. And the Redskins are balling, and they're going to win. Yeah, I like that one. I like that. Uh, I, I, I would be inclined to follow up your apology with another apology. Um just uh, you know, I you know, 
I would apologise for liking that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Redskins are going to fuck you up. Sorry, dudes. Redskins win. Um, okay, I would like to apologise to Washington because there is no way that they're going to go into Dallas with the way the Cowboys are playing and beat the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Cousins can like that as much as he likes or as much as he wants, but he won't be liking shit come Thursday when Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott run wild on him. Cowboys win. There you go. Right. We've got... The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts. Right, well, um, at, at um, this stage, uh, I'd only apologise for overdoing the turkey because this one's just going to be gone too long and looks extraordinarily dry. So uh, I'm just going to call for the Steelers. I uh, I want to say sorry to whoever I'm playing in fantasy football because I have T.Y. Hilton and he's going to have a game. Colts win. I would, I, I, I would like to apologise to you. Because Andrew Luck's not playing in that game, to T.Y. Hilton ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> um, yes, is he out? So I, I would like to apologise to Joe and the Colts franchise when I say you're not a one-man team, but it's very close, and that one man's not playing. Pittsburgh Steelers win. Fuck's sake! And Joe loses on his fantasy. Yeah. Again. Fuck's sake. Alright. I won this week. I fucking Cardinals did. Cardinals at Falcons. Don't stop on my fantasy. Cardinals at Falcons. I, I want to say sorry to all the Cardinals fans out there who are kind of expecting a repeat of, of last year. And they are getting a repeat of last year, just last year during the playoffs. But yeah, I'm sorry that your luck's just not going to improve. Falcons off a bye, going to win. Yeah, I've got the, uh, I've got the Falcons for this. I'd like to apologise to Priank, who I know listens to this every week, who's a diehard um, <laughs> Cardinals fan. But I think Carson Palmer needs to go. A solution needs to be found there. Um, you know what? Tony like, Romo. Yeah, start up a Kickstarter. Like, see if you can raise them a couple of million to see if they can like get Romo in. Because if you guys get a quarterback of that calibre, the rest of the, the sort of team you've got around it. You can turn something sort of really good out of that franchise, but at the moment, I think you've got too much instability um, behind the centre there. So, sorry, dude. So, right, okay. I would like to apologise to all of my followers on Twitter, because half of them are Atlanta Falcons fans, because we're going to lose this week, because I don't know if Desmond Trufant's playing, and you saw last week what happened when Desmond Trufant don't play. We can't beat no one because our cornerbacks are trash. We're coming back, and this is the start of a really hard run for us as well. It gets a bit easier towards the end of the year when we play like the Panthers and the Saints and stuff. But we got like the Cardinals and we got the Chiefs, and they're strong defenses. Not necessarily their offenses up too much, and we ain't really had to stop David Johnson. The only seven yeah. graces that we're at home, and if I pick against us, we usually win. So, so sorry, everyone on Twitter. All my Georgia, Georgian, is it Georgian? Yeah, yeah, Georgian. Georgian natives yeah, from Atlanta. We, we yeah, Georgian, yeah, yeah. Um, Cincinnati Bengals, Baltimore Ravens. I'd like to apologise to the AFC North because whoever wins, you guys lose. But well, who do you think is going to win? 
Oh shit, yeah, Ravens. Yeah, I got the Ravens well. I'd like to apologise to all the Bengals fans on behalf of AJ Green's hamstring and uh, Gio Bernard's knee. Okay, I would like to also apologise to the Bengals fans because I ain't winning this game. But I'd also like to extend an apology to Steve Smith because he's having a great year. And this is his last run. He's retiring at the end of the year. Um, but you ain't going to win shit in Baltimore. <laughs> you should have gone somewhere good for your last year. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Buffalo Bills. All right, I, I'm, I'm going to say that... I'm, I'm not going to apologise, but I think I would say that Blake Bortles owes everyone in Jacksonville, Florida an apology, and I would say the Bills will win. I, I want to apologise to the residents of Northern Florida for whom their team is quickly expediting a move to London with this kind of play. Bills win. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got Bills as well. Um, I would like to apologise to... Oh, would I? Okay, so when they came over in week four, week five, yeah. and they thought they were going to turn their team, they should be giving us an apology. We got behind that Jaguars team. They, they should be apologising to us. We got behind them, we cheered them on for that win and they've done shit since so they should they should be apologising yeah, you know to us Rick try it fuck you Jags yep uh, yeah, that's what I see. don't bring your trash ass team back here again you know play like this as you know do we, we like it Tennessee Titans at Chicago Bears Titans at I'd like to apologise for the audience <laughs> Marriott is the best thing <laughs> oh that's harsh but, but fair go on sorry I interrupted no, 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 that was pretty much it. I, I, I reckon the Titans will win that. Yeah, I've got the Titans for this. I think, the, uh, well, Cutler's out again with his shoulder, isn't he? Um, and that, oh, have they got Hoyer back? I don't know if they do. No. They haven't got Hoyer back, so I don't know what they're down to. But oh, fucking Exactly. Uh, they got... The, the, <laughs> down to Mark Sanchez. The, the, the rookie Howard, I think people have sort of figured out that he's a little bit dangerous. And if he's literally their only offensive weapon... I mean, they've lost Alshon Jeffries out with performance enhancing drugs... They lost... Someone else got done for performance and hunting drugs on the Bears team as well, like this week. They were saying... How else are you going to get through a stint with the Bears right now? Yeah, no. they were saying that um, Jeffrey gave himself up. Oh, really? I ain't playing this shit team. Yeah, I did drugs. Fuck. He's, you know, he's a four-game fan. I was at, I was at Scotia, I was at the end of the season. Can't go on holiday now. Well, there you go. But yeah, I, I think... Uh, who needs to apologise for this? Um... I don't know. I, well, it's just a sorry state of affairs, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Titans win. All right. Rick, you're Titans as well, yeah? Yeah. I, I ain't going to do an apology. Uh, the New York Giants at the Cleveland Browns. Um, Eli is going to apologise for throwing all the interceptions by throwing a bunch of touchdowns. I think the Browns... No, do you know what? Oh, come on. Yeah, no, no. Oh, yeah, Giants are going to win, but I was trying to rethink the apology. But yeah, yeah, uh, Giants will win. I want to apologise to Ben Roethlisberger for bringing his name into association with the Browns organisation. I mean, we love the Browns, um, but like, you know, come on, man. Just put a bullet in it. Just bring in a Canadian team. Are, Cleve- are Cleveland going to win a game this year? And is it going to be a home game? And do we even know who their quarterback is right now? I know RG3 started practicing R- No, RG3 isn't in yet. So it's not Kessler because he's injured. So I think it's McCown. McCown's starting on Sunday. As far as- but I thought he got pulled. As for, though, from what I've seen, McCown- they're going to they're go with McCown. Fuck, what a shit show it is. Yeah, I mean, Kes... Well, the Giants win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to apologise to Terrell Pryor. Oh, yeah. Because 
not only has he had to play for the Cleveland Browns all year, mm. and he's had a good season considering he's playing for the Cleveland Browns. He's had a fantastic season, yeah. And he's had to do that to get himself a contract to play elsewhere next year. Yeah. Which he obviously will. Even if it's less money, he don't give a shit. He's going to go somewhere. He's going to go back to the Raiders because the Raiders need a, a receiver who can actually catch. Yeah. Um, hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Joe. So yeah, I'd like to it was slippery. I, I know I've been, and I've been slagging Terrell Pryor off for a good few months at the start of the year, and he's almost proved me wrong. Yeah, not quite because you're not an eleven, but I, I apologise for slagging you off. Now go and win a game. Yeah, fine. Even if you have got to do it yourself. We've got uh, the San Diego Chargers and the Houston Texans. I'm going to apologise for the singing. San Diego Superchargers, San Diego Chargers. Yeah. There we go. Charges win. I want to apologise to the family of Brock Osweiler for thinking that that was a green laser pen when really it was a Terminator looking to end his misery now. Charges <laughs> I'd like to apologise for eating crisps during my pick. Oh, this is... no fucking interest in this game whatsoever. Oh, so aggravating. Just chew. Just chew. <laughs> the charges win. Oh, full mouth. Yeah. Fine, Chargers win. Chargers definitely going to win. But even though they don't, I don't care. I yeah. don't care about the game. 49ers at Miami. I want to apologise to all of, all of the 80s throwback Miami fans who started getting really excited. And don't get me wrong, JJ, brilliant. But I, I saw today, and I put as the banner photo on our Twitter account, someone claimed that Ryan Tannehill is the greatest of all time. Guys... I'm sorry to say this to you, but he's not. And 49ers are going to win at some point. I reckon they're going to win this one. See, I, I don't think so. I, I, okay. I, I think the Dolphins will win, first of all. I think it's Dolphin, the Dolphins have been on a hell of a streak over the last... I mean, they, they've won like, the last five games on the trot, something stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah and I don't think the Niners are going to come over to Miami and change that this weekend. I'm going to say... I'm going to apologise to the Niners for saying this but you know um, you suck (laughs) okay I would like to apologise to you know what I'd like to apologise to the Dolphins fan base and Little Bay by quoting Miko Grimes okay yesterday that's a treat from yesterday okay Tannehill is still an average quarterback at best nothing he's done has proven otherwise relax and enjoy the win streak. Fuck, boy. <laughs> she can't just let it go, can she? She can't have like a, a comment. Yep. She has to end it with something. Yeah. Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints. Mm. I'd like to apologise to the end zone because it's not going to get much action this week in this game. Yeah, uh, I, I feel you. I mean... Um... I, I reckon I reckon it's going to be a Saints win, maybe. Yeah, Saints win. I, I see a Saints win. I think the Rams need to apologise to Los Angeles. <laughs> you know, because fuck me, that is just it's just it's just dog rule. Oh. Um, okay, I've got the Rams winning. Ooh. I would like to apologise. No, I would never apologise to the New Orleans Saints. They don't deserve no apologies. They're a scumbag team. Uh, the scumbag team of our division. They deserve everything they get. If we offended any Saints fans last week, I hope... Uh, 
suck it up. No one cares about you. Rams win. But I, mean, I, I mean, I will say, like, if there's any team to give your rookie quarterback a proper sort of start and go on, the Saints. Well, yeah, you say that. But Cam Newton didn't do much of them last week. Yeah, true, true. Well, be yeah. Right, we'll see. We'll see what happens. The Seattle Seahawks would be at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I've got the Seahawks for this on the road. Yeah, I'd like to apologise to the Bucks because the Bucks aren't that. Well, they're not that bad. And uh, you know, at home, I would hope that they would give it a go with their pirate ship, but I don't think so this time. Okay. Yeah. No. I would. I would like to apologise to Tampa because they're not going to get to the playoffs in our division. <laughs> Seattle win. I'd like to apologise, like truly sorry, to all of the Tampa receivers who who won't get any holding calls. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle will win. But I do want to add the provision that they're still one of the most overrated teams in the league, and I do not understand how they are constantly touted as like the second best team after the Patriots or Cowboys, depending on who you're talking to. Well, they haven't got a bad record. What are they? What seven three and one? Seven two and one. No, they, yeah, they're, yeah, they're a good team, but like they're being held like the second coming. Carolina Panthers at the Oakland Raiders. I'd like to apologise to Raider Nation, but you know the glory days got to come to an end soon. I reckon the Panthers are going to win this one. Uh, I don't think so. I think the Raiders will win. I think the only apology should be Cam Newton apologising to fashion. <laughs> it's a bit harsh. <laughs> okay, I'd like to apologise also to the Raider Nation and Joe because Cam Newton's going to be back and he's starting this week. This is where the running comes in and Carolina put up a fight to get into the playoffs. Cam's going to be dabbing. People are going to try and stab him in in fucking Oakland because they, oh, they this can't is, this deal is with that one. <laughs> They can't deal with that shit. Right, Cam's back. Right, uh, Panthers win. And I'm changing my pick on Pickham because I did originally pick Raiders. <laughs> I mean, you have been saying Cam's going to be back for the last like, five weeks now. He's Look, good. right. <laughs> I've lived and died by that because I've not taken Cam Newton out of my fantasy team all year. <laughs> and if Cam Newton has a bad year, I have a bad year. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of bad years. So next year, we, 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 Cam's back. New England Patriots up against the New York Jets. And Joe, I have an actual apology here. I want to apologise to to the, the Jets organisation for questioning you when you hesitated over booking Fitz, um, Fitzpatrick. Do you know what? You were right. I was wrong. He is a bum. Patriots win. Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to apologise to the Jets themselves because I think they're sort of getting everything they deserve at the moment. Um, I, I called it wrong. I thought Fitz was a good fit. Uh, so, yeah, so I'd like to apologise for saying that I thought that Fitzpatrick was going to have another good season because uh, that was clearly incorrect. And I think the Patriots are going to walk all over him, even though it's a tight divisional game and you know it's going to be, you know, it's going to be heated. It's going to be a lot of fucking about. Probably too many flags. But yeah, I, I don't see Jets putting together anything. Patriots win. You know what? I've just changed my pick. What have you gone for? I would like to apologise to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I'm calling the Jets. Ooh. Calling the Jets at home. Because this is a rivalry game and they don't like each other. I don't, it's one of them things where you could be a top, top of the table team facing the bottom of the table team. Yeah. The atmosphere and the whole... Uh, the, the whole excitement around the game can sometimes get to people and I think the Jets I don't know how they're going to do it 
But I just got, they're like a bit like the Bills. Well, they shouldn't win the game. And they've only won three this year. They're not going to lose the rest of their games. They're three. I reckon they go four and seven and they beat the Patriots. Patriots can't win every game. Gronk's out. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go in for the Jets. Gronk's out, but they've got other weapons. Well, whatever. We'll see how it plays. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. The Broncos need to apologise for having their stadium so high up in the fucking sky, um, but they'll win because of that. I would like. I want to apologise. Go oh, go no, go on. Please, Rick. I would like to apologise to everybody because when the Chiefs and the Seahawks get to the Super Bowl, like I predicted at the start of the season, I'm going to be fucking intolerable. <laughs> oh, it's going to be like the worst game ever, though. Oh yeah, but I called it, so I don't care. Fuck. I'd just be, be sitting there smug and told you it's going to happen. Actually, no. Do you know it wouldn't be that bad a game because I think the Seahawks would walk all over that, and uh, seeing as they're from the NFC, I probably have to like sort of. Be supporting the Seahawks over the Chiefs. I, I can't. I can't find anything in the Chiefs that I like. I, I want to apologise to the Chiefs who thought that, that that win over the Raiders in the in the worst Raiders game of the season actually meant something. Talib is back. Kansas coming off a loss. They're not going to win against Denver. Denver have got them down. Broncos win. Now Monday night football. Everyone's favourite game. Green Bay Packers will be at the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the the, the Packers just need to apologise to everyone for the quality of football that they're putting out this season. Uh, the Eagles are going to uh, have a field day with them. Okay. Um, I've also got the Eagles to win this game. Um, and I'm not going to offer an apology. I'm going to request an apology from Aaron Rodgers. Nice, yeah, yeah. Who only threw the ball to Jordy Nelson five times last week, and he only caught three of them for 28 yards. Quality football. And he got a touchdown, but it's 28 yards. I lost my fantasy matchup this week. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Throw the ball to Jordy Nelson. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Nobody comes into this house without paying the price, apparently. But the price is like like four quid. <laughs> you know. Four quid and a packet of biscuits. Exactly. I, I want to apologise to Aaron Rodgers' family because apparently Aaron Rodgers has completely cut him off and he's a massive like loner weirdo type person. I want to apologise for that because you, you're still known for being related to him. Um, he was totally going to win this. I, I don't think you should apologise for that. I think it's perfectly fine if you don't want to. If you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to acknowledge your family, there might be a bunch of cunts. Yeah, it's possible. Well, if he's anything to go by. <laughs> well, there you go. Do you remember when it was like, oh, it'll be all right when Jordy Nelson's back. Ah, oh, Eddie Lacy's lost all his weight when he's back. Do you remember all that? Yeah, I remember yeah, that. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, well, look, the biggest apology of all has to be to our listeners. Yeah, no, I'd like to apologise to our listeners, but also congratulate them for getting this far. (laughs) They're part of a very exclusive, very privileged club. It's fantastic, it's tremendous. Um, But, you know, that's it for this week. Um, You know, week 13, it's week uh, 12 of the... Uh, of the NFL coming up. Yeah, so this is, this so, is the, know, the, we're, we're the final game in quarter, fast, four, quarter three. Yeah, we're fast entering the final stretch yeah. before the playoffs. But anyway, that, that, that's, um, that's a good bye from me. Yeah, it, I, I wish any American listeners still bothering with this shit. Uh, happy Turkey Day. 
probably it will have already happened by the time this goes out. But I hope you had a happy Turkey Day. I hope them conversations didn't get too political. No, no. Like, like, I mean, like for instance, I had a night out this weekend where, uh, which basically ended abruptly and early due to an argument about Brexit where one individual involved stormed off home. So I can imagine... He, he wasn't a foreigner. He, he didn't just leave the country. No, no, no. no, no. Like, go home like that. <laughs> no, uh, but, I mean, obviously, and, and that vote was six months ago. I imagine the Trump thing's still pretty fucking raw. So, you know, I, I would just hope that everyone just respects each other, even if you don't respect their opinions. And we don't. No. Uh, I just want to say bye. <laughs> I'm not going to go mad about it. I'm just going to enjoy... Do you, do you have turkey at Thanksgiving? Is it turkey they have? Yeah. Yeah. What did I have Christmas then? I don't know. Turkey again? Fucking fat bastards. Well, why wouldn't you have turkey twice? <laughs> they might be the leftovers of the same turkey. It's only oh, one. come on, man. Nah, it wouldn't be. Yeah. It's gonna be, we're going to eat a lot of turkey. We're going to drink a lot of beer. We're going to watch some games tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll let you know how it goes next week. Yeah, we'll, give we'll try you... and recall something in like the second game where we're quite drunk and full. Yeah, we'll maybe, maybe bung a bit of video up. Maybe like one of those one periscope live, things. Live stream things. Yeah, one of them. I don't know how it but works. Well, there's no point in us telling you that because it's going to go out after that does. All right, so, yeah, if you go on our Twitter, there may or may not be some uh, videos. <laughs> Again, yeah, yeah. There might be three days old. Yeah, of, like, some nonsense. I, yeah. I think it's, I mean, not be fun, I'm off tomorrow. I could get this edited and out by lunchtime. Yeah, that's true. Do it. Do it. Fuck it. All uh, right, well, in that case, anyway. disregard all previous comments about this being in the future. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> <laughs> Such a shit show. <laughs> Uh, oh, we just oh, make it up as we go. Also, if I get this edited out early enough, you've got to consider the time difference for our US um, listeners, both of you. It's like it'll come out in the morning and they're, or they've got a day off. So they can listen to it. Thanksgiving While morning. they're making their dinner. While they're making, while, while, you know, while you're drinking your drink and getting your turkey on, you know, roasting the bird and all that. And also cooking a turkey. Hey. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we will apologise. You can thank us. Um, have a good one. Then I am. Typically British fucking apologising for everything, innit? <laughs> <laughs>